This is the Comstock Report Podcast. We are strong advocates for the American family farm and your top source for the agriculture markets. And now, here's your host, David Cruz. This is David Cruz with the Comstock Report on the grains. Grain prices have more difficulty going up when farmers own the grain. That is one of those sayings that there is truth to. If farmers are bullish and greedy, bad things often happen to the market. Given that farmers have so little inventory left to sell this time, the market will primarily be discovered in a contest between the funds and end users. I think that the funds have more money than end users. If funds do not sell, the market lacks a bearish component. Farmers often sell cash and buy back paper to reown. This time the market went up so fast they were left flat-footed. Without any cash to sell or Chicago Board of Trade longs, farmers quickly became spectators rather than participants in this market. Farmers are still holding modest inventories, hanging on to the precious commodity. RGO noted that farmers have just 5 to 10% of their soybeans left. If the carryover is just 119 million bushel, and we have to import 35 million to maintain pipeline supply, the market is going to need all those soybeans in the bin. So, is USDA going to scare the market with a massive increase in planted acres? Even if they do, will the La Nina leave in time for normal rainfall this summer? This is a La Nina year, and there's a 70% chance of a below normal trend line yield in a La Nina year. The market will have to wait for new crop supply regardless of acres. The January soybean crush was 184 million bushel, besting the trade guess of 183.1. This was an all-time, all-time record crust, so no one is rationing supply yet. I've called soy oil cheap despite it making new highs, climbing above 47 cents. That is a long way from the soy oil historical high over 77 cents a pound. Soy oil is also competitive with other veg oils. Despite the record crust, soy oil stocks are 11% under last year at this time. Early harvest soybean yields are disappointing in Brazil. But they think that maybe late rains help the late planted crops. Brazil's soybean harvest is being called the slowest in a decade, and they cannot plant the second crop corn until they are combined from wet fields and they can carry corn planters. It is a very short seasonal window to hit. Most losses from La Nina years occur in the southernmost Brazil and Argentina, and that is the region with the dry forecast. All they will need is a stretch of hot weather in the next few weeks and yield potential will wither. Given this outlook, who wants to turn the rest of their old crop inventory over to the commercials? It is not just about price to trigger sales, but time. We have to get the crops in regardless of acres, and markets will be sensitive to planting conditions in April and May. Then we will have low subsoil moisture reserves, as well as drawn-down carryovers. So who wants to sweep the bed until we know crops are likely to get made? How do you track the strength of a La Nina? Some climatologists watch ocean temperatures closely. Others watch the Southern Oscillation Index. The Australian Bureau of Meteorology keeps a good tab on the SOI, which is a measurement of trade winds. La Nina means cool ocean temperatures, and El Nino means that they warm along the equator. They had cooled off a bit in recent weeks, but the Enzo breathes in and out. The most recent temperatures have gotten cooler again, with cool water extending up toward our west coast. Cool water means less water vapor and less moisture moving into the United States from the Pacific. That will leave the entire western half of the country dry. The eastern Corn Belt gets moisture from the Gulf, so may escape the La Nina impact. 
Iowa State University climatologist Elwin Taylor watched the SOI closely, and in fact, he was the one that sent the benchmarks at positive 7 for La Nina and a negative 7 for El Nino. He tracks the 90-day SOI, which is currently 14.47. The high in the 90-day was 14.91 in a phase they call consistently positive. The 30-day SOI is trending lower at 12.33, with a daily contributor of 16.52. Most models see the La Nina staying positive into spring and possibly summer. It's going to be tough on wheat. Given the lack of moisture reserves, it'll be tough to get row crops in the western Corn Belt off to a decent start as well. The U.S. dollar was higher with follow-through from Tuesday's reversal. The USDA annual outlook meeting in D.C. starts Thursday, and the trade will be looking in particular for their estimate of 2020 planted acreage. Farmers respond to profitable prices, so the trade expects a surge in planted acres in general, with more corn and soybeans in specific. USDA accuracy relative to acreage in this outlook form has actually not been too far off, so the markets will take them seriously. You've been listening to the Comstock Report. For more information on marketing opportunities, contact us at Comstock.com or call 712-227-1110. For a more complete version of the Comstock Report with hedging strategies and trade recommendations, subscribe on our website at Comstock.com or reach out to one of our risk management specialists about how we can help you protect your profits.